0: Ask the Podcast Coach for August 25th, 2018. Let's
1: get ready to podcast.
0: Now, there it is. That fun filled music. It means it's Saturday. And it's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm your host, Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com. And joining me right over there, the one and only do not be fooled by cheap imitations. I saw a, a cheap, it was. It said Jim Collision, and I'm like, no, that's not him. It's that the, Jim
1: Collins guy. He's he, the chief imitation, the you cheap. know, the one who wrote good to great, and half those companies aren't great anymore. <laughs> he's the chief imitation. Dave, happy Saturday morning to you. Yes. Thanks for having me on. It's always good. To, I always look forward to these Saturday morning, you know, conversations that we have, and we use the excuse of talking about podcasting, but we've got, I think we have one of the greatest audiences in the world. So. Oh tons of fun to come out and chat with you guys.
0: I would agree with that. Dilly-dilly or whatever the new pop phrase is to uh to say for that. Dilly-dilly. <laughs> you haven't seen that the um Bud Light commercials? Oh. Where the uh-oh. king and the like they'll come out and somebody will be but in instead of saying like hurrah or I agree they go dilly-dilly and they raise their Bud Light and you know, Okay. So, it's on. So, I'm going to start using dilly-dilly. So the advertising is is working apparently. <laughs> they're actually pretty funny. They're you know yeah, see, even Carrie in the chat rooms, like, Dilly Dilly. okay, apparently I'm the only one who's watching football. Or TV, one yeah. of the two. Yeah, I, I Here's an it. interesting thing. I had sworn off, like, I'd absolutely sworn off professional sports. I think sports radio is interesting because you have people who may or may not be, be paying decent amounts of money to talk about millionaires um, playing a game. And no matter what they say on the radio, it makes absolutely no difference like they're like in politics i doubt it but you might change somebody's mind on a on a thing this it doesn't matter if you go i don't know man i don't th- i think jo- uh, josh gordon's going to be a bust this year he missed uh-huh. half of practice and blah blah, blah. i think he's going to be yeah. it does, it, zero zero it's yeah. not like josh gordon's going to hear that and go oh
1: that's it man i'm i'm, I'm out <laughs> yeah you I'm know. Out. yeah no it especially the nfl and especially right now in preseason yeah. But, and and it really starts in the spring with the draft. And there is so much speculation over draft. And as they have done these, they've done analysis on who makes it and who doesn't and why and why not. There's no like there's no formula. It's chaos theory in every. And so if you're in sports podcasting, I mean, that is that is some of the easiest Oh yeah, because you can make anything up; it doesn't matter. Nobody listens. I mean, nobody remembers. I mean, they listen, but nobody remembers. Although Nick Suberling would probably say there was probably (laughs) audience members who came back and would call him on stuff.
0: Well, to bring this into podcasting a little more, uh, you know, we all kind of say if you can share maybe some part of the behind the scenes of you in an example, then people start to get to know you and and like you. And um, so I started watching HBO. Is doing they have a show called Hard Knocks where they follow a team all season, and God help them, they decide to follow the Cleveland Browns this year because we were 0-16 last year. We were completely, you know, you go undefeated, we were defeated last year. And so I started watching this show, and now I'm starting to get to know the guys, and like I want this one tight end to make the team. So it's the story now. So we go back to the power of stories. It makes me watch the game. Yeah, to see if they win, and then the best way to watch a football game is uh, don't please no spoilers. Let me record it, and then I can fast forward through all the commercials.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you're right though. The you get to know these players yeah. through the story, and then when you watch them on Sunday or whatever, it it's it's more personal. Yeah. It's 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 kind of why fantasy changed uh, watching yeah. uh, sports because you had this you had this interest in a single person. And so you might have two fantasy players on opposite teams and you need them to both do well, which is really weird watching a game when you're like, okay, if this thing can be as close to a tie as possible, if they can rack up a thousand yards on each side and, you know, cause you're, you're, it's just a whole different motivation to, to watch the game. So that, that has changed the, that's changed. I, I think sports podcasting is still, I mean, there are some out there. I don't know of any, or I don't know of many, that's probably the right way to say it, that are doing it uh, or taking advantage of it really well. It's hard. There's a lot in the space. There's a lot of knuckleheads out there. Um, But it's, man, I think there's lots of opportunities in sports podcasting for sure.
0: And we have a great question from Clay Corey out in the chat room. He says, I've been invited to join a network. They're building a new website for all of us to house our feed on. Is there a way to make that move without requiring subscribers to resubscribe? I see. That makes me nervous. First oh, of all, oh, what, oh. when I join a network and they go, yeah, you have to forward your, cause what you do is you would redirect your feed to their feed. But number one, I want it in writing that when I leave, I can redirect that feed to wherever I go. If somebody's on the network because if they go, oh, join our network. We we're gonna promote you, blah blah blah. And you're blah 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 blah. I would <laughs> I would talk to somebody, and you're like, wait, I have a question about the blah blah blah. Uh, right. So I would ask somebody who's already on the network and go, hey, um, can you give me a little before and after joining the network?
1: Uh, any am I missing anything else, Jim? Yeah. I, I would say I would have the network figure out a way to consume your feed yeah. and make it a part of I Not the other way around. Like you shouldn't have to change for the network. The network should change for you. And so I, I wouldn't do it. I, that's, I'm not a fan of, I mean, I, I, I've been in a couple networks and they're all loose affiliations of groups that are together and we cross promote each other's stuff. And right. in fact, there may be some, and I, you know, there, I'm going to make this up because I don't know for sure, but there may be some evidence that with Google Juice, with SEO, you may be better off having everybody on their own sites cross-linking to each other, as opposed to one network site where everybody posts. So, I know it's a, I know it's a big deal for advertising, and you, you know, you want to get a network page because you want to get more uh, eyeballs on the page, and it's kind of consolidation and economies of scale. I get all that, but I actually think it's better. You're you're probably better off in the long run if everybody has their own sites.
0: Yeah, that's where I go. If you want to build me a site, that's fine. I'm still going to have my own. And when you want my content on your site, I will send you the code. So if you're using Blueberry or Spreaker or Libsyn, you can get a code for a player and go, here. just put this on the post. Give me access to that. That's the other fun thing is they go, oh, yeah, we're building your website for you. And then we're going to do everything for you. And maybe it's the perfectionist control freak in me. And I'm like, so, yeah, I would. I would tread lightly on that because that's that yeah. seems to be the big thing, and I've I've seen people. What gets me is there. Somebody contacted me last week, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm joining a network. They're putting all our stuff on Libsyn, and I'm already on Libsyn." And I was like, "What's the point of that? Like, right. what?" And they want to be able to what what some people are doing and what some consultants are doing is there's a package called Libsyn Pro, and I believe Blueberry has something similar where it's made for networks. So you have and now the difference is you're paying for your bandwidth. There's a, a monthly fee that's not 20 bucks a month, and then you pay for that. But you can do things like dynamic ad insertion, and you can have multiple – like you can have one big shot smarty pants that gets to see all the stats, and then I can give you rights to see your show so you can see your stats. So it's made for a network, but um, that that's one where it's like, mm, I'm, I'm not really sure – like I don't know it's just weird and I guess that's well, why because they want that that top guy wants your stats in their stats
1: totally totally so I see yeah, why I but know. I'm just they, they want to keep track of it in in some other pieces I'm just I'm not a big fan it makes sense like when you're a company like you have NPR or even a Gallup let's use I have four we have four podcasts of our own at Gallup as a brand it makes sense to have all those podcasts under one network right, right? that cuz the 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 motivations are pure at that point. We're wanting to promote everything. We get paid to do this, right? All those things. But when you're talking about kind of indie podcasters and everybody kind of coming together, like you alluded to this, but man, this thing needs to be in writing. Yeah, And it needs to be very, very clear what you're doing. Because really, one of the big reasons you come together as a network is for advertising. Because you can get, you can pitch, hey, our network, all of a sudden now, if you have four shows that are doing a thousand each, you've got a 4,000 a week you know, eyeballs on the site. Well, that's more attractive to advertisers than an individual, them having a deal with individuals. Right. So I get that, but it, it just, it, it would be a, that'd be a tough sell for me. Oh, the, the two networks. And I really kind of have a loose network of my own, right? I have a couple of shows at the average guy.tv. I don't really call it a network and I don't take advantage of it in that way, but I, I would be super careful. Yeah, And Mike says, uh, Mike Dell, who is the, uh, the head of
0: support, I believe, or I'm not sure what his official title is. Big shot smarty Big shot. pants.
1: Yeah, there we go.
0: <laughs> uh over at uh at Blueberry. Uh says yeah, they have Libson or I'm sorry, uh Blueberry Pro. So yeah. uh yeah. And that,
1: you can do it if it makes sense, right? If you're if you're if it's
0: yeah. 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 I, I like but. the um is Steven in the chat room? No. All right. right. Uh, Cause I know the better podcasting peeps, they have uh whatever it is, the Gunna Geek Network. Right. And what they right. do is they promote each show. Like, it's, hey, I'm Dave Jackson from Ask the Podcast Coach, and the show you're listening to is blah, blah, blah. You know, they just there's a little bit of that, and then they get from GunnyGeek.com, and it's just a little cross-promotion. And I don't think Steven makes you, you know, um, do the hokey-pokey and turn yourself around to, to be
1: in the network. I think it's… They probably do it right, and in, in, in their expectations are right, I think, in, in the way they're doing it, which is it's they don't own you. Uh, and and everybody's just doing, you know, the right amount of cross promotion, you're going to have, you're going to have awkward in a network. You're going to have awkward conversations. That's the thing. It's going to happen. So if you're a kind of person who doesn't like having those, having to make a tough call one day, it's a, Hey, jackass, stop doing that. Or we really need you to promote the network. If you don't want to have that conversation with people, stay clear of a network because, Anywhere, anywhere two or more gathered, there will be conflict, and uh, it is just, it, it you're you're going to have that conversation, and just a lot of people don't like having that. You know, they don't want to manage it. Well, and then some.
0: What happens if you you join a network, and all of a sudden a show comes on, and all they talk about is poop and. I don't know, masturbation and, you know, you're like, well, "Mm." do
1: you want to be tied to that? I mean, that's the other thing about joining a network is you, do you have to kind of constantly be, now your brand is tied to the network brand yeah, and it just takes one person in that network to drag the network down. Yeah. And so do you, do you want to be tied to that? And you know, that's the, there can, listen, I think we're, we're making more negatives and positives on this thing. There (laughs) are some positives to networking, right? It can be great, but it's going to be some work. And it's just not join the network and then everything's, you know, everything's going to work. You're going to have some trials and some problems. You're going to have to deal with personalities and some of those kinds of things.
0: Yeah, Mike points out the techpodcast.com, if it's tech, it's here, uh, lets everyone be on their own site with their own hosting. And I've thought many times of going to techpodcast.com and then I don't. Uh, but I've thought about it a lot because I'll hear that. I'm like, you know, I should go over and see what's over there. And, and then I don't.
1: I don't need one more thing. To do, you <laughs> to I, I just don't. I keep adding things and I, you know, I had a hard enough time just getting my newsletter out much less, you know, joining a network. So,
0: yeah. Uh, Jim, I think you said you, uh, we
1: can, we can geek out on some hardware stuff. Oh, well, hardware deals. We've been talking about hardware deals over at the average guy. TV on home gadget geeks for the last couple weeks. weeks. Um, we covered a story last Thursday, right out of the shoot about a me- uh, flash memory prices, The analysts are saying we're going to probably see record lows in flash memory. So anything that uses flash memory, that would be an SSD drive, that would be any component of the memory in your computer. Those kinds of devices, chances are coming up this fall or early spring, we're going to probably see some of the best prices we've ever seen in that area. So we've talked before about using an SSD drive, that's a solid state drive to upgrade if you have a spinner as your primary drive on your computer. Mac and PC both can be this way, although chances are if you have a Mac, you already have an SSD. That's a possibility. But um, chances are you might want to watch for SSD prices or for memory prices to drop. They're not doing it right now, not this second. That's why I wanted to get to you a little bit early to say you might want to watch the Black Friday deals coming up or the Christmas deals that are coming up. We may see one of the analysts said we may see SSD drives start pricing at the same price per size as the spinners. So today a one terabyte drive, 150 bucks SSD today, a one terabyte spinner. You can get those for about 40 bucks. Well, okay. Do the math. Yeah. You know what we're talking, it it may get, I doubt it'll be ever be one for one, but it could be pretty close. A uh, one terabyte SSD, even at 75 bucks is a pretty good price. So, you might want to just keep your eye if you're uh, Daniel uh, has a I think a, a mailing list you can sign up for where it's podcast deals so Daniel if you're out there listening out there throw the chat or throw the link in the chat room Dave maybe can pick up that link and put it in the show notes but Daniel looks for podcasting deals and he's really good about finding some of these and then making sure you get notified of them especially as we come up on Black Friday and Dave we're at the end of August so like it's not Black Friday it's not that far away I mean we We are really talking like it's coming up, uh, coming up on us fast. So that's one. Two, um, a lot of folks held off on buying GPUs. Those are the, that's the graphical processing unit. That's the graphics card inside your computer because miners screwed up the world by buying them out and tripling their price. (laughs) They're almost back. So I'm seeing a lot of deals through Newegg or through Amazon or insert the local retailer that you buy your computer gear in the country that you live in. We're starting to see some of those prices. They're full prices and all the way back, but they're running specials that bring them to where they used to be before the whole mining thing, the, the whole crypto thing ruined it for everybody. So you might want to, if you've been holding off upgrading GPUs, also NVIDIA released a new version of their uh, their their GPUs, their graphics cards. That are super powerful and super expensive. I mean, gigantically expensive. Wow! So, um, you, they're, they're going to probably try and clear out all the inventory now of what was back, what's in the backlog. So, you might want to start watching if you haven't upgraded in a while. And when you're processing video, so if you're a video podcaster and you're processing video, an upgraded GPU can change your world. I mean, it can yeah. just, it can make, it can take processing from two hours to 25 minutes. And just make things a lot better if you're rendering locally. So GPUs might be a good thing to look at. And then third, this time of the year, if you're in Office 365, that's Microsoft's Office, you know, Excel, Word, PowerPoint. If you have to live in that space, most people are now migrating to subscriptions for Microsoft, one-year subscriptions. Full price, they're $99 and $79 a year for for Office. That gets you Word, PowerPoint, all that other stuff, a subscription, right? Downloads. Uh, the, the beauty of that is, is it gets you one terabyte of OneDrive storage. You say, well, what's the big deal about that? Well, if you're a Windows person, if you're on Windows, OneDrive is one of the easiest integrations of a way to back up your stuff to the cloud. Yeah. And now OneDrive is, and I don't know if it's available on the consumer models yet, but in the, it's coming, it's going to have ransomware protection. So if you save it on OneDrive and you get stuck with ransomware, and your files are on OneDrive, you can go back to a time when your files weren't infected and give the ransomware people the middle finger.
2: So nice.
1: there's some, yeah, there's some really cool things. The reason I say that is because right now on Newegg and between now and in um, uh, Black Friday, Microsoft will be running deals for 20 bucks off. So right now for 79 and 50 or 49, you can get professional and personal versions of Office 365, and uh and get it a little bit cheaper get it 20 bucks off so there's some good deals out there uh if you have to buy this stuff now is the time to start looking and and spending those dollars back to school is kind of over and so the pc deals you're going to see some clearances on some pcs as well stuff that didn't get sold in the channel during back to school we'll try to get clearance before the christmas sales so if you're hardware poor now is the time to start looking and, and start fishing for some of those deals, for sure. Three three good things to start looking at. Carrie uh, wants to know, does OneDrive give you a local folder like Dropbox? It does. It does, does indeed. And it gives you the option to have it or not to have it. So like if you have multiple PCs and on one PC you want to have the folder and the files are local and on another PC you just want to see them, you can set it up so that it's not downloading. You know, maybe you have a laptop that doesn't have a lot of storage space and you don't want to sync your OneDrive to it, you can select just to see it, not to sync it. But maybe on your podcasting computer, you want those files local so you can work on them and then they sync to the cloud. You can do that. It's OneDrive is pretty good. I mean, it, it's for most people, it's just that simple and it's integrated into Windows. So you don't really have to, you know, you don't have to kind of, it's not another thing to install. So. Are, there, are there any kind of restrictions
0: on the files for OneDrive? No. I'm going to say I didn't think so. I keep throwing stuff in it thinking it's going to fill up because I, I have a lot of my, I took all the podcasts that are pod faded and I'm like, okay, this is just taking up room on my, on my hard drive. I don't want to delete them, but I don't want them on my hard drive. So I just threw them in one drive and I kept waiting for it to go, you know,
1: Okay, we're hey, done. Boom. Yeah. Well, if, you, if if you have a if you have a OneDrive subscription or if you have an Office 365 subscription, you get a terabyte yeah. per user. By the way, wow. that ninety nine dollar deal, so even full price ninety nine, actually gets you five licenses, five terabytes of backup per. What's well, one terabyte per user? For most people, man, a terabyte is a ton of storage. You even for most podcasters, you are going to work hard to fill up one terabyte. And so if you don't have a current backup strategy where your podcasts are being backed up, in most cases, your your host provider is your backup. You're sending it to your host, Lipson is yeah. a good backup, right? Yeah. It's third party, it's off site. If your house burns down, Lipson has it, that's backup. But um it, it's a good idea. You know, you never know. Lipson could go out of business. I would well, for Dave's sake, we hope not. But let's just say one day, Rob, like, I'm out. I'm just, I'm out of here. Right? right. You should probably have a copy of your, of your own Yes, stuff. Cause right. the other thing is, and, and Mike can
0: attain to this. If you, if you quit paying your media hosting company, they no longer host your media. And if you don't have a copy of that um, and we wipe the drive, uh, you you know, all that work went uh, up the up in smoke. Um, I like we have another question. Google drive will not download certain files with the correct
1: data. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. I was like, yeah. Hmm. so, yeah. Well, and you certainly um, many of these file storage places. If you think of Box or Dropbox or yeah. OneDrive, or I just did a big gigantic OneDrive commercial. Uh, but if you if you use those, they don't do any scanning of them either for viruses because they're they don't right. they're you know. So if you have a file that's infected, it stays infected. So that's this is not an excuse. For for you know the, oh I had it in the cloud and then I you know and then I, I shared it with everybody and it was infected. No, you still need to run some antivirus and be pretty safe with what you're doing there. But no, there's really no if it's a file uh, and you can see it on your computer, it can go on OneDrive. Same can be said for Box and Dropbox and any of those other services that that you yeah. have out there. Dave, the reason I like OneDrive for a lot of people is because. They already have to have an office subscription for work, or work provides them right. one for them, or whatever. And so, um, if if that's the case, OneDrive is a super easy place for most people to do backup. And you know, I'm a backup guy, yeah. so um, get get your stuff backed up. But right now, twenty bucks off. Yeah, Liquidy says with Google Drive, when I upload certain
0: files and I download them, I can't use them. They don't open correctly, or if they open, the data is messed up.
1: That's when I go, I'm not using Google Drive. <laughs> the Google experience is not
2: good. Yeah. I mean,
1: it's it's big and it's free and it's whatever, right? But I I use Google to share show notes and stuff like that. And that's about all I can take of it. I it 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 doesn't look good. It's not laid out well. Yeah. It's not it just isn't it's was designed by a couple engineers about 17 years ago. And <laughs> I, I swear to God, they have not changed it since. <laughs> well, I know and So Google storage is just not my favorite kind of storage.
0: Well, I use one uh, Dropbox a lot, and then both Jim and I have probably, uh, I'm trying to see what their pricing is for good old Mediafire. I use that a lot for. Uh,
1: oh, yeah, Mediafire's good.
0: I tra- think they're 100 a year now. I'm, I'm, is I'm, that right? I'm at their website. I'm like, how do I? Uh, oh, this is the new a- thing that's driving me nuts. Like, not only is there not the link for the word pricing, it, everything's like, click here to sign up. And I'm like, well, I would if I knew how much I was paying.
1: And, yeah, it's um. Yeah, month to month's $10. So, and then if you buy the annual plan, that gets the month down to 750 a month, which turns have to be, what, 100 bucks a year? That's where I'm, uh, maybe because I'm looking at an upgrade. All products are 50% off. Oh, yearly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm like,
0: Because yeah, so I'm looking to, at it going
1: 375 a month. And I'm like, wait, what? Oh, you might, and you might be seeing cheaper prices because you're not a, are you a customer? Are you an 85 customer? I, I, I am.
0: I logged oh. out. So I, I wanted okay. to see it just as me. Oh,
1: I got you. But they yeah, give you I'm 10
0: on, yeah. gigs for free. Which is uh, still, you know, not it's not a terabyte, but three seventy five a month. Oh is no, what, no, ten gig is small. Ten gig is small. Yeah, that's especially Spotify if you're doing video. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but that, the, that goes pretty fast. So here, three seventy five a month for a terabyte billed annually, or five dollars a month a month. So yeah. there's, you know, that's half the price of Dropbox.
1: You know, so uh, Mike I, Mike Howard makes a good point. Uh, just to get back to that, OneDrive is not a backup. It's or is not backup. If when we talk about backing up your files. Anytime you have a system where it's syncing uh, and not and not necessarily making a version of it, uh, that's true actually. Uh, because you're you know, as soon as you change one thing, it changes your files on the other. The reason I like uh, OneDrive for most people as a as a place to go, I talked about it's it's gonna it has or it's going to have that versioning in it for ransomware. So good enough for most people. You should have some kind of form of solid off-site backup, however, where they are getting, you know, like a backblaze or a, crypto, uh, uh, a crash plan. Oh, I don't really recommend them anymore, but some kind of form of backup in that way. All right. Well,
0: joining us, we have a couple people here. Uh, first, we'll, we'll kick off with uh, Josh. Josh, welcome
2: to uh, the show, buddy. Hey, Dave. Hey, Jim. Glad to be on. How are hey, you Nash. guys doing Good. this morning? Good. How are you? I'm doing Awesome. Good. I so, so I have a question for you guys. Um I've recently been going through JLD's free podcast course podcast. Mm-hmm. Just reviewing some stuff and seeing if I missed anything like during my launch or to see if to see if he had any good tips. He was in the episode he was talking about growing his audience and he was talking about how he leverages his guests audience. So he was talking a lot about how he grew. Like, that's how he grew. That's how he got so much momentum and stuff. So when he sent an episode out, well, when an episode went out with an interview, he would email that guest with links to share everything. So I I was wondering what your opinion is on that, and if, like, that's something... Well, my, my, my thought
0: on that is your, this is my thought. I rely on my guests to bring value to my audience. That's it. That's their job. Now, if they want to promote it and hopefully I've done such a good interview that they want to share it, but I've seen people, Mm -hmm. um, and I understand this point. Like, let's say I do an interview with somebody who's a giant, um, machine and, um, they just, I don't know, um, Keep um you know, and I make them sound like they're brilliant, even though they didn't sound brilliant during, the, so I spent seven hours editing this thing, and I send it to them, and nothing there's no twitter, there's no Facebook zero, they did zero promotion for it. I understand that there's a party that is like mm, 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 you just want to like go crazy, but in theory that's not their job, you know, and, and I've seen people that do the like if you sign up to be interviewed, you also agree to share the interview and
1: I don't know, Jim. What are your thoughts on this? Well, you can do that, and and you know the guest should should, in theory, bring some value from reaching outside of your audience. I don't know if it's the first expectation, right? Like you said, Dave, I'm I'm a component or a proponent of what you think, which is the guest is there to bring value in in real time in the show that you're doing, and not to be a promotion hound for you. I don't think so. With when John says he leveraged his guest to blow out his audience. Um, that may have been an unintended consequence of what he did just because he's a hustler. He may have grown that show. I mean, he he obviously had to have guests on there to get it done, but I'm not sure there's a direct correlation between his guests hustle and his own hustle. John hustles. He's an incredible hustler and in his own, he may have surely willed that show into existence. So, he gives credit to his guests for that. I'm not sure how much they should really get um, yeah. because John did such a good job of advertising and, and some of the work that, uh, that he did. He was the first to do some things, which automatically creates some, a funnel right. of activity to begin with. The and other, so you know,
0: The other thing you want to keep in mind, John doesn't say, hey, your episode is out. That's not it. John goes, hey, thank you so much for coming on the show. Our episode, our interview is out. Here's the direct link to the MP3. Here's a pre-written tweet that all you have to do is copy and paste. And I've attached an image. If you'd like to use it on Facebook, Yeah, make he, it easy. Right? He makes make it, it super. It's not like, yeah. Hey, your episodes out. And then they go, Oh, right. I, that was three weeks ago. I don't remember what we talked about. What should I, Totally. so totally. that's, but so yeah, you got to make it soup. I mean, like just drag and drop, copy paste to, to do it. Otherwise they're not because you, you had them on your show. Cause they're a big shot, smarty pants. And big shot, smarty pants, people sometimes don't have time to figure out what's the best tweet to write and go to town. So,
1: so, so Josh, help your audience. Uh, oh, he, he dropped, but yeah. help your audience. I think help your audience share, you know, don't, don't make it hard for them to do that. But don't, I don't think you should expect them to do that. Um, in, 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 you know, just be a good steward of that. And you can ask them. I don't think it's okay to, it's, it's, it's not okay to ask. I mean, Dave, I could say, Dave, Hey, you're on my show. And it really works well when our guests share that in their own circles. I think it's okay to do that, but yeah. to expect it or to be angry when they don't, uh, I don't know. Yeah. There, not so much.
0: There's a great book. I put it in the, uh, in the chat room called stop chasing influencers by, uh, Jared Easley and one, mm-hmm, that guy and his co and his co-author. Uh, and they talk about the fact that Jared did that for, you know, a long time. We just like, Hey, I would, this is what everybody says. Just get big guests. Right. And he's like, it, uh, it didn't work because they, jo-
1: so Josh, does that make sense? Any, any follow-up questions to that? We lost Josh.
0: Yeah. So for all falls fails, go out and throw it in the chat, but you know who is here? The one and only Stargate Pioneer. you know, and you love him. You can't live without him from betterpodcasting.com. How are you, buddy? A standing ovation.
3: That's awesome. Great (laughs) welcome.
1: (laughs) We spoke your name, SP, and you appeared. That's pretty great.
3: Kind of, you know, I, I was out in the field. And for those that don't listen to the pre show on Mixler, I am one of the seven Mixler listeners, <laughs> Jim, that was listening. I was out actually doing a paid gig with my drone flying. Nice. And I was on my way back home, stopping at the hardware Wait. store, listening to uh, Ask the Podcast <laughs> Coach. Wait a minute.
0: You were getting paid to fly a drone?
3: Dude, you have no idea the amount of money that is going into drone flying. It's not just pictures and video. It's actually sensing, remote sensing. And there's a public service of actually looking for lost persons in the woods sort of thing. Oh, wow. It's
1: great. great. Yeah. It's a great way to do it. Yeah, great way to do it. Interesting. SP, what do you got for us?
3: Well... You guys were talking about networks earlier. You mentioned yeah. the Gonna Geek network, and Steven's actually on vacation. He can't jump in, so I don't think he would have a problem with me jumping in and talking about the network. Gonna Geek is a collaborative network of individual podcasters. You guys got that right. Everybody owns their own IP. You can come and you can go as you want. I mean, we do have an agreement, yet you have to tell us if you're going to leave, but... Uh, We have had people go on to other things, they leave the network, but the people that remain cross-promote. And the added benefit, in addition to just the cross-promotion, is the fact that we actually collaborate on teaming projects, such as convention panels and uh, different team-building exercises, I guess, to build our audience or reach out to our fans. So it's actually an additional benefit of the network that we have that uh, maybe another network doesn't have. Now, we don't monetize. You were absolutely right about that. There are other networks that monetize, and I would be really hesitant about giving up my feed or my control of my IP to a network.
0: Well, I just don't know that that's always, like, necessary, like, that you have to give up the feed unless, again, they're looking for a giant stats, you know, um, pile. For the better I mean, place. if they,
3: if they are monetizing, they do need stats in order to go out to the advertisers to say, what would the reach be? I mean, I get that, but does it have to be under the control of one person yeah. or can you have some sort of agreement where you share stats on a monthly yeah. basis? And, and there's a trust factor in there as well. So right. I, I don't know. I mean, there's two ways to do it. And I honestly don't know which way is best.
1: Um, SP, have you had any any conflict in the network uh, because it's a network and you know a disagreement on the way things are done or somebody you've had to kind of ask to go away?
3: No, we haven't. We actually are pretty selective about w- the type of person and podcast that we bring on the network because of that. I mean, there's a whole process. I mean, we can reach out to different people from time to time, but mostly people apply to be on the network, they go to gunnageek.com slash join. There's a form there. We've revised the form over several years to really get to the heart of whether the podcast would be a good fit for us or not. We actually have a committee that reviews the podcast. And it's not just the podcast, it's the holistic web presence and everything. And then we look at um, whether it would be a good fit for the podcast to the network and whether the network is a good fit for the podcast. We try to look at it from both perspectives. In some cases, we just don't think that it's a good fit at all. And we tell the individuals, thank you very much for applying. We think you have a great show. We just don't think it would be a great fit for your show to be on our network. And uh, we would like to maintain a relationship with you, but we just can't or we don't think it would be great to have you as part of it. The uh there are discussions, but it's mostly about discussions about revising the network. Like we want to put some improvements in. What do people think about it? And uh, as silly as where do you want to chat about the network? You know, we do have a behind the scenes place that everybody congregates to chat. And the question is, you know, do you want to use discord? Do you want to use Slack? Do you want to use a secret Facebook group? I mean, what do you want to use? And there's always some different opinions about that, but in the end we have to live with one thing for everybody. So, I mean, it's, it's those stupid little things. It's not anything yeah. big and it's, and I wouldn't call it a, a, Argument—it's just a disagreement, or maybe convenience for some. It's it's
1: tension, though, right? It's a little bit of tension. Where did you guys land for a, you know, a single place to communicate? How are you doing that? It's
3: still under discussion. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There, there is an operating place that we're at right now, but I think in the future we might change. I don't know. It, it depends. I've had some good experiences on Discord with different Mm -hmm. servers. I've had some interesting experiences. I'm a moderator of, of one server and I get all the fun of that and um, somebody asked me to help moderate and I was like okay well I, I guess I could try this and it, yeah that's that's been fun too and that's not associated with gonna kind of geeks so yeah it, it's it's interesting and I don't know if you do like I know you guys are in several slack groups and I it's different when you have a group and you might not have to moderate that group because it's being selective. It's secret versus having an open server for everybody. Yeah. I was uh, with
0: Danny Pena last weekend and he was, of course, because you're with Danny Pena, you're then sitting next to one of his listeners and his listeners pulled up discord on their phone. And he had like molt, he had like different topics for different games and stuff. It was amazing. And I was like, yeah. I've never, I I know what discord is. I've been to their website. I've looked at it and went, Hmm, I should look into this a little more sometime. And then I never did. That was amazing. That's when I was like, okay. Cause to me, I was like, man, it's kind of a Slack thing, but it seemed to, it just had a little more sheen on it. It was like, Ooh, it's, it's glossy and prettier than, than, Slack."
3: right? So discord is the text version of, um, what was that? Um, System that you went back and forth with voice, like short voice things. Oh, uh, like, Voxnest. No, Vo- Vox, uh, no, no, Voxnest Vox is uh,
0: uh, Voxer. Yes. Yeah, Vox. Voxes.
3: So Discord is the text version of Voxer because when you get something as big as probably Danny Pena has, it's huge, and you have to keep tabs on it. So, as an individual independent podcaster, I'd say watch out for creating your own Discord. It is a bunch of work. You're probably going to need to bring in some moderators. You're going to have to do the same thing that you would on Facebook or anywhere else where you have a group or a presence. You're going to have to sort of seed conversations, put different channels in and and so on, and then curate the channels. Uh, There's another Discord that I am in that I do not moderate, thank gosh. And they're constantly changing the channels to really fit where the conversation is going with their community. And it takes a really active role to moderate Discord.
0: And I, I think that's why the chat room is giving it a big. They're like, uh, no. Daniel's like, I hate Discord. Miss Eileen says both of them are too confusing for me. And Emily says, yeah, me too. I've only been a few times, so it's uh, it, it may,
1: depends on the groups you get into. Just that's to be it. honest. Yeah. It, I, it, I'm in a I'm in a cryptocurrency group that is. Awesome. Like I wasn't a big Discord fan either. I was like, oh I've got another like another place really. I'm already, you know, I'm already in about 50 groups. And the 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 groups I am on Facebook is just hard enough to monitor as it is. And I've gotten into this group. It has self-monitoring, by the way, which there well it, it's not true. There is a there is a admin in the group. But I've yet to see him say in the months we've been doing this, hey guys, you need to knock, knock this it off. off. The group kind of moderates itself. We're all around a common purpose. And so it, you know, nobody has to kind of do that. Everybody kind of says, hey, if you jump in here and you do some shenanigans, you're going to get booted. And, and so it's, it, it's just another way of communicating. Yeah. It, that's all it really is. And, and so it depends. It, Facebook can be abused. Any of those Slack can be abused. Any of those things can be abused, you know, so just another way to communicate.
3: Yeah, a lot of the Discord servers I'm in actually have rules posted in either a hashtag rules channel or a hashtag about channel. And that seems to uh, self, people are able to self-moderate or group moderate based on those rules. But yeah. uh, Gunna Geek doesn't have a Discord, a public facing Discord at the moment. And I, I don't know if we ever will. We'll have to look into that if we want to or not, I was actually going to have that conversation with Steven again. So Steven, if you're (laughs) listening, we're going to have the discord conversation again, but um, yeah, the network itself has been great. I'm very happy to be a part of it. And as it's been improving, shaping moving forward, I think we've got a real solid core of some shows on the network now. And Kind of proud of what we've built over the few years. So, um, if if you have a chance to either be part of something like that or create something like that, it's a lot of work. Yeah. That like, was going to,
0: to be my question. I'm like, what's what's kind of what uh, insights can you give to somebody thinking of starting a network?
3: Well, first of all, you're going to have to have some sort of webmaster, and that's generally the person that's running the network. Although it doesn't have to be. So that is a full-time job in of itself. Steven's actually been working on the revamping of the going site for quite a few months now. And it's just, it's a lot of work that he has to devote to it. And he's been showing us some drafts and it looks really neat. So it's probably going to come out in the next few months or so. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not pinning Steven down to anything or whatever. So there's a webmaster. <laughs> then you have to have, some sort of relations with the podcasts that are on the group. So you have to continually communicate back and forth, whether that's a quarterly meeting, a group email, an annual meeting or something like that. Or like we were saying before, like a chat, a behind the scenes chat that's continual. There's going to have to be some relationship communication and relationship building that's ongoing. Matter of fact, one part of the onboarding that we do because we're all geographically separated is we make sure that we actually have a face-to-face Skype call with the people just so we put a face with the podcast and they put a face with the network sort of thing. We instituted that as part of the onboarding about a year ago. And it's really been uh, beneficial to understanding both ends of the conversation versus just doing it all virtually, which we had been doing a bit of that before. And I just, I like that improvement. So Yeah. Lots of, lots of work and not to mention that you have to make sure that the, um, the website stays up to date again with the website stuff. And, and if you do any community outreach or community sort of events, like we've done several panels at several different major conventions. I mean, we were just represented at San Diego Comic-Con for the first time this past year. So that was awesome. Nice. And it takes a lot of work behind the scenes because there's a lot that has to go. I mean, Dave, you've gone to different conferences and you've presented, Jim. I know you've gone from professional conferences and you've done uh, professional podcasting there as well. There's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes beforehand and afterwards. And if you're doing it as a network, that has to be coordinated as a network, not just you individually. So that takes an additional amount of work too.
1: SP, how many... Um how many podcasters are represented or podcasts are represented in the network?
3: I think I counted at twenty-three, I think a couple of weeks ago. So I think that's what we're at, twenty-three. And
1: that probably works pretty well because it's a loose affiliation. Like I think a loose affiliation may allow you to scale a little bit wider out than because imagine if you were trying to do numbers every month and pay and advertising. Yeah. Because you guys don't broker advertising or any of those kinds of things for folks on the network, right?
3: Not yet. And yeah. we might get to that, but there's no concrete plans on that right now. Yeah. yeah.
1: But it's another layer, right? It's another layer of complexity for you that you're going to now anytime money, because money's not changing hands in the network for you guys, right? Is that correct?
3: No, no money has yeah. changed hands. So I mean, Stephen jokes from time to time of paying us one Canadian penny, which is funny <laughs> because Canadians don't have any pennies anymore. But
1: nice. Well, and it's it's um it's easier when money's not changing hands. And then as soon as money kicks in, it it gets re- It gets personal, that's, and uh and that's a good way to ruin a good friendship is uh you know start trading money. So I'm sure you guys are thinking about that, treading lightly on it you know, putting the considerations in because no matter how much you try and nail it down, it, it's something always, there's always some kind of crazy conflict.
3: Right. So in our onboarding process now, we do have uh, tentative agreements that goes back and forth on if we monetize such yeah. and such. I mean, right. we, we will refine these agreements at a later date, but right now this is the initial agreement. So we do have those initial agreements in place right now. We just don't, um, right. we don't actually act on it. So There's no reason to worry about it yet. And the agreements that we would make would be beneficial to the podcaster. Absolutely. We're not looking to to skim off of them at all. I mean, the main purpose of the network is to have fun, is to collaborate and cross-promote.
1: Are you tracking cross-promotion using Google AdSense or using the Google Analytics or anything as far as being able to know who's sending traffic from who and do you have any kind of idea of the value of a podcaster on the network?
3: Yeah, so from time to time, we do Google searches and do a little investigation in the SEO. I would say a couple times a year. It's not actual, there's there's no set time that we do it. But uh, Chris, Stephen, myself, and Cody, we usually get together and we're like, hey, this is neat. This is going on. Uh, so we do see value in the cross-promotion of, of the network. And even if it's just a mention of you're a proud member of the gonna geek network in your show notes that actually adds up to the seo over time
0: yeah,
1: yeah. super cool awesome nice. Thanks, you right, man sp yeah. thanks for jumping in man thanks you for bet. Um, thanks for being one of the seven there's only six out there right now because you're
3: because because i'm here yeah yeah i gotta bring your mixler stats up so i, I gotta go <laughs> and do some home repairs but thanks for having me guys and thanks,
1: uh, good seeing you man yep Bye. Yeah, t- take care and
0: you know who always gets along in our group It's our Our awesome awesome supporters. Our awesome supporters. That's right. Uh, If I can get this to share my screen, we'll play some happy music. Actually, I shouldn't because music always looks like crap on on Hangouts. Um, But yes, our awesome supporters. People like Josh Liston from OnTheBubblePodcast.com. Greg from Debt Shepherd. You can find him. He's teaching financial wellness at DebtShepherd.com. John, uh, Jonathan Bloom. Um, Be great today. Check him out at Weekly Awesome Dot com. And uh, Glenn the Geek Hebert, I was actually on his 2,000th, that's a fun word to say, episode. Um, oh, horseradionetwork.com.
1: 2,000, holy cow.
0: Yeah, because so we hot. I asked Rob and Todd, I go, how many people like do you think get to that? And he's like, well, Rob did the math. He's like, if you did five shows a week for eight years, that's 2,000. Wow. And I was like, holy, so not many, basically, in a, in a nutshell. Yeah. Well, you yeah. get help, too, if you need to get to 2,000, that's... Those aren't all his. Is that inc- or are they? That's on the network, yeah. And he does a network. he does a big chunk of them, so yeah. Uh, and then there's of course Josh Rivers from PodcastingExperiments.com and Max Truscott from AviationNewsTalk.com, of course. And Max is the 2008 National CFI of the Year, so awesome. And then uh, Shane from Spybrary.com. And in post show, we're gonna do some uh, Shane inspired. What do I do with a poly wave file? from uh, a DBX or a DBX from a uh, mixed pre in audition because it turns out it's a little wonky uh, is the official thing so uh, if you'd like to be an awesome supporter simply go over to askthepodcastcoach.com and uh, next month or next week we'll actually be listing all of our awesome supporters we do that once a month and then uh, if you do $20 or more uh, you get your name mentioned every single week so thanks to everybody who's been supporting the show I deeply appreciate it
1: Pretty great. It's pretty
0: great.
1: Um, they well, want to see us rap, Dave, in the chat room. That's, that's what's going on right now is somehow we're, we're supposed to do a listener thank you rap. And I beatbox, box, and I guess you're, you're going to do the rap part. <laughs> so that's <laughs> – I cannot think of anything I'd rather not do.
0: There, there are so many things that as an older white guy, you like – like I cannot use the word amazing. Like give you people go, Oh, that is so amazing. It's like people are like, Oh, look at the old white guy trying to be cool. It's
1: like <laughs> I know. No, it's just, I never, I never could be box. Yeah. So I'm I sorry Wicca. for you guys out in the chat room. That's, that's just, uh, it's not going to
2: happen. Yeah.
0: I, I'm, uh, I'm not, uh, uh, I want to answer a liquidity asked a while back um, about what is a good, um, hold on. I had the question here. I forget exactly. She was looking for like a membership site. There are 8 million of them. Uh, You could start with Patreon. Patreon is a pretty easy membership site where you can have things that only your patrons see. Mm -hmm. Um, They're going to take 10%. And it kind of depends on what you want. If it's a course, I love me Thinkific. Uh, That is just Think Ific. If you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash Thinkific, uh, that's what I use for the School of Podcasting. That is super easy to build courses. Uh, So it kind of depends on what you want.
1: I used Facebook to use Facebook has paid groups now, right?
0: I don't know if it, think, that's rolled out to everybody.
1: Else? Okay. I think it's a yeah. beta
0: thing. When I was okay. on WordPress, I used Digital Access Pass. Uh, but I didn't like it, and I have nothing against digital access pass. I just didn't like having my membership stuff on WordPress because everything had to be updated, everything had to be backed up, and it just I and I found that when I separated school of because it used to be you'd go to school dot com you'd log in and all the the tutorials were kind of there and it was this whole weird thing of wait is this is this for the public or is it for the the members and I finally um, I forget what membership site I built but I had them separate like a whole separate website and that made life so much easier because I don't have to worry about oh I need to protect this oh, I don't because now technically the school of podcasting, the tutorials are at the school It's a separate website. And I just know everything over there is protected. I don't have to worry about what rights it has and blah, blah, blah. So that's one thing that I did that I was like, uh, yeah, I would, if you but can
1: separate, having a completely separate, separate website, site, yeah, right. Not trying to include secure and unsecured data on the same server.
0: Yeah. And I know some yeah. people are like, yeah, but don't you lose SEO? And I'm like, well, I use my, my podcast, uh, well, if you're doing
1: the, membership stuff, are you really? Yeah, it's true. If it's hidden, of that's it? like, a good point. So yeah, you probably won't. If it's hidden, the bots can't get to it for the most part. There's exceptions.
0: But yeah. So um that would be my the other thing is I've seen people do this. They'll make a, a course, like they'll spend a huge amount of time on a course and they don't have an audience yet. And I would just tell them that's I don't know if that's a bad idea, but just realize that you're gonna spend a boatload of time for you know, I always say use that 3% uh, percentage. So mm-hmm. if I have 100 people listening to my show and, you know, I make a course, that means three people are going to buy it.
1: And why wouldn't you, if you're going to create a course, why wouldn't you do a Coursera or a, one of those course sites where you can upload them to there? And then instead of having, instead of hosting your own course site, just go through one That's of true. those. You could go to and- Udemy. Yeah, Udemy is the other one uh, that, that I was trying to think of that I couldn't remember. And then, yeah, you're going to lose parts of it to the to their network, right? But I think you're going to get access to a bigger audience. If that's what you're looking for is courses, if you're going to provide courses to folks. there's They don't do it all. So it's, not, it's a tough space. Like once you start trying to get private and paid, wow, yeah. it gets complicated really fast.
0: Well, and, and the other thing you'll then realize is everybody and their brother has made the same course you have. Or they will soon. I mean, one of the things that's fun, and this is not a complaint, I, I, I totally expect it to happen, is I graduate people from the School of Podcasting who then turn around and build another school of podcasting. And I'm like, well, right. you know, what are you going to do? I'm trying to see, I'm in my Udemy, and I'm trying to see how much, I don't, I have a course on there, like Planning Your podcast. Because the idea is, hey, if you want more, come join the School of Podcasting.
1: Right. right. You use it as an advertising engine. Yeah. And how, much, how much is the course?
0: It's not. 20 bucks, if that. Okay. Um, okay. Here we go. Revenue report. Because I'm always amazed. My lifetime earnings over there, which starting in August 25th of 2000. Now, that's as of. It doesn't say when I started, um, but like probably three years. $982. OK, so um, but here we go. Uh, July uh, 2018, four dollars and thirty eight cents. Uh, August five dollars. Uh, June nine dollars and sixty seven cents. May eleven. I, and the re- I
1: don't ever hear you promoting
0: that. Like no, I, you I don't, don't. You don't know. No, I send people to the school of podcasting because right. you can get the exact same course, probably with better videos. I need to probably go back here. And those four and five dollars I'm in their program that I've said because there are times they're like, oh, it's, you know, crazy. It's crazy. Larry's Udemy sale. You know, he just wants to sell courses. It's crazy. Larry, it's five bucks, you know? And I'm like, <laughs> so that's where I'm getting the $5 a month from. But I'm like, yeah, if that person decides to come over and do the rest, yeah. that's fine. No, it's a thing, right? It's, right. It's,
1: it's another thing. You're not, you're not paying anything for it. If you were, if you had a $150 annual membership, over at me that you had to pay to be on there. That might be a different story. That might be, you know, your ROI may not justify it at that point, but if you can get on there, create a course, do it for free and maybe get some advertising out of it, not a bad way to go. And if you're looking to dabble in courses, that might be a good way to start because you may start making these and then go, Oh God, this sucks. Oh, it's, like, I don't want to do this. The, this is awful.
0: The other thing, and I have to be careful here because I want to sound like I'm complaining, but this is, this is reality. Um, I don't deal a lot with refunds. That's good. I don't have people going, hey, you gave me 30 days. I think I've done that twice, maybe in 13 years. Uh, and one was because somebody just came from Cliff Ravenscraft course and was like, Oh, I thought this would be different. I'm like, No, it's it's just cheaper. That's all, <laughs> you know. Um, but password resets, I forgot my login. Um, if you're doing something with PayPal. And their card updates, but they didn't update their card. All of a sudden they're canceled and I can't log in. So there, there are some, some maintenance issues that you have no control, like the PayPal thing you have no control over. They're just like, I can't log in. You go, um, it looks like you canceled your subscription. I didn't. I'm like, well then it's your PayPal thing. So there are, are things that are kind of, um, and I even have a thing like how to cancel your account. Cause I don't want, I don't want people there because they can't figure out how to leave. And I still have people go, I watched the tutorial, um, I can't, I can't cancel my subscription. And it's so log in, click on my account, click on cancel. I mean, <laughs> it can't get any easier than that. So there, there is some maintenance to it, you know. And then if you're doing anything with software, have fun because every time you turn around, somebody's going to update their software, which means you get to update your your tutorials. So um, it's it it's it's a it's an income stream, and for me, it's a great income stream. But it's not. Uh, well, I always laugh at the word passive. Oh, it's passive income. Not really. <laughs> But it's, uh, you know, the more you can yeah, have... Passive
1: in the sense that you make it once and it can sit there for a while and you don't have to do anything to it and people come to it, right? So it's passive from that from that standpoint. You're still, you're still creating something, but create it once, use it over a couple of years, remove right. it, do it again,
0: yeah. and repeat. It looked pretty, like so she actually, she took my Udemy course and then eventually came over to the School of Podcasting. So there you go. Yeah. It, it worked.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I think if you're, if you're thinking about doing it, I mean, there's no... No charge for you to put a course on, no. on Udemy. No, they yeah. just take uh, a big
0: chunk of, I forget how. Half, I think. Something what, like is, that. Is, is what that yeah, is. Of yeah. what they take. So I'm not paying for bandwidth. I'm not paying for them to update and keep their stuff updated. I just throw the tutorials on. And in theory, you know, they're marketing their site, and then hopefully somebody will find your your podcasting course, in my case, amongst the other 28,000 podcasting courses. so.
2: Like, well, uh, here's the. On, oh, go ahead.
0: Well, here's ahead. the funny one. I was gonna update. Um, I had one, and I couldn't say free. I couldn't say how to podcast for free, but I had a course on how to podcast on a very small budget or something like that. Is what they allowed me because they wouldn't let they change. They're like you have to change that name. Um, but I have found that people who, like I know, uh, Miss Eileen has a course on anchor, like how to podcast an anchor. And I got news for you. I, I could be wrong. Maybe she'll prove me wrong. I think people that love anchor because it's free are not gonna pay to learn how to use a free program. And that's what I found out. No I I think I had one person that bought how to podcasting for free. Because I had pod, I think I still on the domain podcasting for free and then I pointed it at uh Udemy. And depending on the same thing. Musicians are, you know, starving musicians. Well, guess what? There's a reason they're called starving musicians. They don't buy squat because they're broke. So you have to look at who your market is to in some cases, because um, if you're if you're pitching something because, hey, I'm going to show you how to do this for free, that market may not be, yeah, yeah, it just
1: may not be money in that market. Yeah, you know, in that niche to be able to to do it and and get it done.
0: Ah, uh, there you go. Miss Eileen's all smart. She goes, "That's for my patrons," and she uses it as a lead
1: magnet. Yeah, that it, it's probably the best. Yeah, yeah, because
0: yeah. I, I, because uh, I mean, there is if somebody really wanted to podcast for free. And they said, okay, now they have to use Anchor. I would say, no, they have to use Anchor if you want to use your phone. Um, But there is Wooshka. And if somebody really, really, really wanted a podcast for free, I would go, go Wooshka uh, because the the terms of service are better and you have access to your Apple stats, assuming you have Apple stats. But at least you have the ability to log in to see if you have Apple stats. So uh, they don't take that away from you. But um, anyway, so, but I don't recommend free stuff unless it's, you know, PowerPress stats or or PowerPress or there are a couple of free things. The MP3 Skype recorder that's free. Cause you gotta support that stuff one way or another. So but at any rate,
1: man that hour went quick. It did. With thanks to Josh and, and SP for jumping in and mm-hmm. being part of the show today. Love to have visitors like that. It's always fun to have a visitor at the house. Somebody knocked on the door and I ran to it to see who was at the door. We never do that anymore. And it's just great to have folks on. Yeah.
0: And I got to give you kudos. You've been very consistent in putting your back monitor on.
1: Oh yeah, the last couple of weeks. We've, yeah. I'm actually remembering to turn this thing on. I actually moved some things around too. I put some boxes up here. What gadgets. is the big I'm supposed to be a gadget guy?
0: Do you look like a? What is the big? It looks like a blimp on a stick, right behind you. What color is it? Uh, that, right there.
1: That. What is that? The boxes. Those the Quiet Comfort 35s. The Bose Quiet Comfort.
0: Oh, it's a headphone. Okay. Because I'm like I'm, great I thought device. it was like a microphone, and then like this was the arm, and it was like this big
1: round thing. It looks like I, a. I sold my Yeti, so I had a, I had empty space, so I moved it. And I'm no longer a Microsoft MVP, so I moved those over. And then I'm like, well, I, I saw a YouTuber put some boxes in their background. I'm like, oh, I'll give that a try. So here we go. There's and some gadgets. In there. Where did the skis go? Skis are well, they're in the garage, but uh, they're going to be gone. They're <laughs> going to be gone here in the next couple <laughs> weeks. Talk about gonna geek. They're just going to be gonna gone. Gonna go, on. And, uh, gonna go. On. Yeah, it's it's time to get. I'm having a, I have an emotional attachment to those skis, Dave. So I'm having a hard time getting them. But they are old and dangerous. Nice, <laughs> which is what you want in skis. No, you shouldn't have. You shouldn't be skiing on twenty-year-old bindings. That is not a good idea. <laughs> so, just like you shouldn't be podcasting on Anchor. Okay. Yeah. So that being said,
0: <laughs> uh, find Jim over at theaverageguy.tv. You can find me over at schoolofpodcasting.com, and we are here every Saturday morning at slash live Thanks for uh, sticking around, and stick around a little more for some post.